our core is working all of the time. Our core's major role is to keep us upright, to stabilize our spine, and to allow our body to move throughout our days injury-free and pain-free. And by ensuring that you're getting multiple rep ranges into your routine through these four kind of major core actions, you are going to be setting yourself up for success. Welcome to So I've Heard, the space where I give my take on all things health and wellness. I'm your host, Austin Allen. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the So I've Heard podcast. This is the space where I take on the hottest topics, trends, and questions surrounding health and fitness. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about core training 101, how to help you make the most of your core workouts today. Now, core training is one of the most popular, most searched, and unfortunately, most misunderstood terms we hear in health and fitness today. I get this question all of the time. What is the best workout that I can do for my core? How can I maximize my core training? How can I finally get that six-pack? There are thousands of different strategies, articles, coaching methodologies, exercise variations, and equipment suggestions when it comes to core training. Some may think that it requires hours of planks and hundreds of crunches. Some say that you should crunch. Some say that crunches are awful for you. Some believe that core training means that you need to get tons of equipment to constantly test your core. Others are all about the body weight. Some believe in specific core training every day. Others think that functional training is the only way to go. So, You can quickly see how it's easy to get hung up and confused on where to even start. And if you've ever felt this way, I promise you, you are not alone. Even as a trainer with years of experience of exercise programming, I still find myself doubting my own core training and programming from time to time. But the goal of this episode today is to help break down core training and to make it as simple, straightforward, effective, and enjoyable as possible for all of you who are listening. But before we can dive into what makes up an effective core workout, we first need to take a step back to build a better understanding of what the core really is. In its simplest form, the core consists of all the muscles that move, support, and stabilize your spine and body. These are the muscles of the core and the trunk area. What I mean by that is I'm talking about the torso area. So this means that the core basically consists of all of the muscles from your shoulders to right above your knees. That means that those six-pack abs that you may be searching for are actually only one part of the entire system. The core is a lot bigger system than a lot of individuals may think. So that's something I like to start with there is really breaking down what does the core truly make up. Now, another helpful way to understand what the core truly is is to break it down into all of its main functions. So I'm going to walk you through what those are right now. Now, function number one is what we call trunk flexion. That simply means that that is the action of bending forward or curling up. Function number two is trunk extension. 
That means that you're either standing up straight or you are bending backwards. From there, you have trunk rotation, simply meaning that you're able to twist left to right. You have lateral trunk flexion. That's a fancy way for saying you can bend your body side to side. You have abdominal compression, another fancy way for saying that you can bring your belly button in towards your spine to help brace your core. And then finally, you have spinal stability. And what that means is that you have the ability to hold your spine stable during all different kinds of movement. I tell you all this because it will help you to build a better understanding of how and why you should train your core in many different ways. Because remember, having a strong core simply means that your body has the ability to be strong and stable in many different directions and under many different forces. So what does this all mean when it comes to a good core workout? Well, first off, when most people think about training their core, they think about working towards that toned six-pack and flat stomach. It's easy for us to shift our focus right to the aesthetics when we think about core training. Now, there's nothing wrong with having these aesthetic goals. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a flat stomach or have those six-pack abs. I'm not saying that by any means. But what I am saying is that we want to make sure that we train for the function of the core as well. Because having a strong core means that you'll be less injury prone, you'll have less pain overall, you'll be able to feel strong and move better for longer. So we want to make sure that when we're thinking about our core training, of course those aesthetic goals may be in place, but we want to make sure that we're working towards that function piece as well. So let's go ahead and let's break down a solid core workout for you all. So first things first, a strong core workout actually starts with a balanced full body strength routine because remember the core is so much more than your abs and your stomach alone the core consists of all the muscles from your shoulders to the top of your knees this means that your first step for effective core training should be seeking a balanced full body exercise routine aim to work all of the major muscle groups of your body two to three times per week, and your core will grow stronger as a result of this. In fact, I like to tell all my clients that squats are actually some of the best and most underrated core exercises. It's not something that you're going to think of typically, but I promise you it is one of the best exercises that you can do to really engage that core and improve the strength and stability as well. Now, when we're talking about specific core work, however... Start by going back to the main functions of the core. Because remember, the main functions of the core are to keep your spine stable and strong, rotate your torso side to side, bend your body forwards and backwards, and allow you to bend side to side as well. So, with this understanding, we can search for ways to work all of the muscles that do these major movements. And what I'm about to do is walk you through the major muscles of your core, one muscle group at a time. So let's go ahead, let's start with the abdominals. The abdominals are what many of you may think of when you think of the core. This is the front side of your stomach, your abdominals, that six-pack area, if you will. Now, the main function of the abdominals 
is to bend you forward and to allow you to bend backwards. Think of exercises that work the abdominals like the crunches and the extensions of your routine. The biggest thing, though, when it comes to training your abdominals is allowing the muscles to work through the full range of motion. I like to explain this to my clients in the way that imagine if you were doing a bicep curl and you're trying to bring your arms in, if instead of going all the way down and all the way up, you only moved a few inches at a time, you wouldn't really get that great of activation. And the core is the exact same way, especially for the abdominals. Make sure that whatever you're doing, you're allowing your body to really work through that full range of motion. Now, one of my personal favorite exercises here for working the abdominals is the stability ball crunch. You also hear these called a Swiss ball, a physio ball. There's a lot of names for these. Think of those those big kind of blow up balls that you see in gym spaces a lot of times. This allows you for lower back support because you're laying back on the ball while also still encouraging full range of motion. Now, if you are doing this exercise, if you're doing the stability ball crunch, start low on your reps and focus on form and full range of motion over everything else. I promise you, if you're doing this move correctly, by the time you get to four, five, six reps, your stomach is really going to be burning. You don't have to do 15, 20, 30 reps of this exercise to get some serious core activation. And anytime you crunch, whether it's on a physio ball, whether it's just on the ground, whether it's off of a bench, wherever it may be, I want you to think about lifting your rib cage off of the ground instead of just focusing on trying to get that crunching motion. Because what happens a lot of times is when we're trying to just get that crunching motion, we end up compressing that lower back a little bit. We're actually not moving as much as we may think that we are, especially as we get tired. But if we can shift the way that we think about it a little bit and focus on trying to lift your rib cage off the ground every single time, this will encourage true range of motion and keep you from crunching on that lower back. So remember, the abdominals, when we're starting with that main core muscle group, these are the crunches and the extensions of your exercise routine. And the biggest thing here is to focus on full range of motion as much as possible. Now, moving on to the next muscle group, we're going to move on to what are called your obliques. These are the core muscles that are on the sides of your body. These muscles are responsible for bending you side to side and allowing you to rotate left to right properly as well. Now, when you do oblique workouts, it's important to remember that you move from the inside out. What I mean by this is you want to really intentionally think about anytime you're moving away from the center of your body, all that strength is rooted from the inside right by the belly button and it radiates out from there. By doing this and keeping that intentional focus, you're going to do your best not to let the hips, arms, and legs overcompensate and take over. And that is easier said than done. Any kind of oblique work is something that I like to work with my clients and take that time to help them realize that we have to make sure that we're focusing on moving from the inside out. Start by bracing that core and then focus more so on the movement in your stomach 
rather than the movement of your arms or your legs or your hips. Now, a great exercise example here for oblique work would be either a cable or a band wood chop. What you're gonna do here is start by securing the door anchor either at chest level, above your head, or right kind of by your ankles. So you're gonna start by securing that anchor in, in that area, and then from there, you're gonna focus on moving from the inside out. As you rotate away from your body, from the center of your body, it's important to remember that everything is going to start to feel a lot heavier. And with that being said, anytime you're doing oblique work, I highly encourage all of you who are listening to start light, start lighter than you think and build from there. Because just like the abdominal work, if you're really working that intentional focus, focusing on activating that core every single rep, moving from the inside out, you need a lot less tension than you may think. And especially when we start to move away from the center of our body, the injury risk does start to increase just a little bit. So that's an important caveat here is that make sure that the further you are getting away from the center of your body, you make sure to focus on going light and keep that intention high. Now, moving on from the obliques, the next muscle group that I would like to talk about is, in my opinion, one of the most underappreciated and yet one of the most important core muscles. And this is what is called your transverse abdominis, your TVA. And no, that is not the time variance authority for all of you Loki and Marvel fans out there, something a little bit different. So your TVA, your transverse abdominis, is one of the deepest core muscles you have. And its main function is to stabilize your core to help keep you tight and upright. In fact, working this muscle is actually one of the best ways to physically flatten your stomach. When you suck in that belly button and tighten your core effectively, you're activating the TVA. Now, the classic example here for TVA work is a plank. Yes, there are reason why trainers are so obsessed with planks. I'm sure I heard a collective groan over the podcast, but I promise you there's a reason that trainers put planks into your programming beyond the fact that they test the body mentally and physically. They are actually working to act on one of the most important deep core muscles that you have, this transverse abdominus. It's really, really important for helping to make sure that it stabilizes and protects your spine. Now, the key though with any plank, whether it's a full plank, an elbow plank, a plank on a ball, plank on a BOSU ball, wherever you may be, is do your best to make the plank active. So what I mean by this, the example of an elbow plank, let's say, it is more than just getting on your elbows, bringing your feet off the ground and holding that position. To make the plank active, to really get that core activated, first, you want to start by squeezing your glutes. Squeeze the booty, get it involved there because what that's going to do is it's going to tuck your hips underneath you ever so slightly. And what it will do is create the smallest little bit of a crunch position and now you're not only working the TVA, but now the abdominals are involved as well. And you also want to make sure that you keep that stomach tight the entire time, but make sure you don't forget to breathe. So active planks, I promise you, if you finish listening to this episode, you drop down into a plank, you get up off your elbows, off your knees, and you squeeze your glutes and tighten the stomach, it's going to feel like an entirely different exercise. 
Now, again, like all the other exercises and examples I've given you so far, start small. Start with short planks, but really, really active and intentional planks, and then build your time from there. Especially for those of you that may be listening and are saying, every time I do a plank, I feel it in my lower back. I feel like my legs are doing all the work. Try squeezing those glutes. Try activating the stomach, and that should get a little bit more overall core activation for you. Now, if you hate planks, I entirely understand. Nothing against planks, nothing against you all who don't like them. Another great exercise variation for the TVA is single leg drops. Now, single leg drops, you can go ahead and search these up by that name. They should come up. It's a bodyweight only exercise. I promise you it is one of those exercises that looks like it's super easy, but if you're doing it correctly, it's going to give you a lot of work in your core. The biggest thing with these, with either the single leg drops or the dead bugs, that's another exercise with a similar variation, you want to make sure that you keep your lower back pressed down into the floor, into the mat at all times. The challenge there is to keep contact with the ground at all times. Because again, because we're sitting so much throughout the day, our brains and our bodies are going to overcompensate in any way that they can to help us feel comfortable. So what happens a lot of times on an exercise like single leg drops is as soon as you start moving your legs, your hips pop up out of alignment, your hip flexors start to take over, and you're really not getting that much core activation. But if you push that lower back down into the ground, if you're really intentional about doing this, now those hip flexors are going to deactivate more or less, and the core, especially the TVA, is going to be able to take over, and you're going to start to feel that movement a little bit more. So again, when we're talking about the transverse abdominis, a muscle that many of you may have not even heard of, this is one of the most underappreciated and yet most important core muscles. Because remember, its main function is to stabilize your core to help keep you tight and upright. It's really, really important. And it is going to give you some aesthetic benefits by working this muscle as well. Now, finally, when we talk about core training, we need to talk about core stability training as well. This is your functional core training that will help keep your spine safe and stable and strong. Now, stabilizing your core simply means that you have the ability to brace, tighten, and support your body throughout any range of motion, whether you're going forwards, backwards, left, right, 45 degrees, it doesn't matter. You have that ability to stabilize your core and keep that spine nice and supported. Now, one of my favorite exercises to do this functional core stability training is something called a dumbbell farmer's carry. It is a great exercise because it's going to work on your core's ability to stabilize in a very functional movement pattern that is walking forwards and backwards. It's also a great way to strengthen the muscles of your back as well that tend to not be quite as strong as the muscles in front of you. Now, when you're doing this exercise, imagine as if as you're walking, you're being pulled by a string that is attached to the top of your head. This is a cue that I give my clients all the time because without maybe even really realizing it, we have a tendency as we start to get uncomfortable, as we start to test our bodies, to want to crunch in and fall forward just a little bit. 
But remember, the goal of the dumbbell farmer's carry is to work on that functionality of keeping our body nice and tall, keeping our spine nice and straight, and controlling that pattern with load added to it. Now, with this exercise, make sure you start tall, you stay tall, and you walk slowly. This is a very, very intentionally focused exercise. It's not necessarily going to be a belly burner, but I promise you it is a really, really important part of anybody's routine because it's going to make sure that it keeps that spine nice and strong and keeps you from having any injuries or injury risk in any way. Now, putting this all together, when we're talking about core training in its simplest form, every core workout should include these four things. First, you want to make sure that your core training has some form of either flexion and or extension work. Flexion meaning that you're crunching forward, extension meaning that you're laying back under control. Now remember, this is mainly going to work your abdominals, the crunch motions of your routine. From there, the second thing that you want to make sure that every core workout should include is some form of either rotation and or anti-rotation work. Rotation meaning that you're allowing your body to move left or right. Anti-rotation meaning that you're putting load into your body and trying to resist the ability to move left or right. This is going to be mainly your oblique work. It's a great idea to train for both forms of movement, both rotation and anti-rotation because we're going to run into those things in everyday life. Now, the third thing that every core workout should include is some form of stabilization, some form of a plank, maybe a palliff press hold, a bear hold, quadruped hold, if you will, something that is going to really work on your ability to stabilize and tighten your core. Because remember, this is working your transverse abdominis, that deeper core muscle that plays a really important role in keeping you tight and upright. And then the fourth thing that you want to make sure that every core workout should include is some form of functional training. Now, a lot of times this could be through squats and deadlifts and things like that because remember, those are core exercises. They are going to encourage functional core activation, but you can also do something like a dumbbells farmer carry, a kettlebell overhead split carry, something like that to work on that function for everyday life and spine health. So the four major things that you want to think about with every core workout is some form of flexion or extension, some form of rotation and or anti-rotation, some form of stabilization, isometric, if you will, and some form of functional training. Now, a good example of a core workout using this list may be one, stability ball crunches. That is your flexion action right there. Two, band wood chops. That's going to work on your rotation. Three, body weight planks or single leg drops for those of you that don't love planks. And then four, dumbbell farmers carries. Again, keeping it simple, straightforward, and efficient, you can make sure that you are working all the major muscles of your core area. Now, when it comes to reps, the last thing I wanted to say here is switch it up. In an ideal world, we would work our core three times per week. And with each day, we would prepare our core for different forms of training through different rep ranges and tensions. So 
For example, one day could be strength training, strength-focused core work. And what I mean by that is slow, low reps, heavy, heavy load. So six to 10 reps max, you can load really, really heavy on these days and or slow it down big time. Now, the second day, you could work in that true what's called hypertrophy range, that muscle growth range, your classic eight to 12 rep range with moderate to heavy intensity here and or moderate to slow tempos as well. And then in that final time of the week, you could work on your core endurance. So this could be anything from 12 to 20 reps with light to moderate load, maybe a little bit of a faster intensity, not quite as slow. But it's really important, if at all possible, that you work your core through all three different rep ranges. Because remember, our core is working all of the time. Our core's major role is to keep us upright, to stabilize our spine, and to allow our body to move throughout our days injury-free and pain-free. And by ensuring that you're getting multiple rep ranges into your routine through these four kind of major core actions, you are going to be setting yourself up for success. But no matter what, remember your core includes more than you think. And when in doubt, focus on balance in your routine and keep it simple. That is a wrap on another episode. I hope that information was meaningful and helpful for you. For those of you that are listening, you know that summer is in full swing. And with that being said, it's time to bring some renewed energy and intensity to your summer workouts. I encourage you to check out the next six-week series here at Lighthouse Fitness called Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Hit Me With Your Best Shot is a high-energy, high-intensity group fitness series that incorporates multiple circuit training styles. This circuit-based series will bring some renewed energy and intensity to your summer workouts while you have fun and work out with a supportive community at the same time. No special equipment or experience is needed. Whether you're a workout warrior, you're new to fitness, or you've never worked out before, all are welcome. Classes are every Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you're interested in learning more about this series, check us out at www.befitwithlighthouse.com or message me on Instagram at lighthouse underscore fitness and I'll fill you in on the details. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this episode and I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review. And until next time, I'm your host, Austin Allen. Mm-hmm.